I took a step back and I was like, Uh-oh. dang. They we we just went through three phases of building up to this great big war against this big mad titan what made these infinity stones so freaking powerful for over 10 plus years mm-hmm. and then we get to loki and they made us it made us be like man did those power stones really a power stone the infinity stones really mean anything mm-hmm. or like should i say like they the infinity stones are here and like mm-hmm. where we're going with the TVA and Loki and Way all these there. other shows after, you know, what we just witnessed are up here. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what I took from that. I'm thinking like maybe Marvel, the MCU is kind of sending a message like, OK, we had these Infinity Stones with these three phases and you guys know how powerful those things were. So that can only mean what one we're going to do with phase four. We're going to take it to a whole nother level that y'all ain't really ready for. now listening to the duo sports and stuff podcast here are your hosts deontay epps and dane beasley episode 49 of the duo sports and stuff podcast my name is deontay epps joined by the intramural sports champion dane beasley got it my brother how you doing man doing pretty good i know it's from 2013 but you know still that championship that it will never be tarnished there was nothing that can ever vacate the championship or the consecutive championships that we got team magnum at sammy state university <laughs> flag football um not important but i'm glad to you be here with like, you my boy you won like multiple I intramurals count i won so you, many i was I, in i got I a sent, shirt yeah i sent you a shirt <laughs> and i sent who else I guess I sent a few people shirts because we just kept we kept winning so many of them. <laughs> and we all so graduated. Funny. I'm sure that team is disbanded by now, but yeah. yeah, we had a hell of a run. It's fun. Thank you for tuning in to episode 49 of the duo. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe on Apple or Spotify. And if you're on Apple, give us a five star review rating so we can get more ears to the duo. You know how it goes, and. We are recording on a Wednesday night instead of a Monday. One, I, I, I'm going to say two reasons. <laughs> Very good reasons, Bajet. Very good reasons. One, Very great reason. Hey, it was my Nelson. wife's. <laughs> it was my wife's birthday on Monday night. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, baby! Happy birthday! <laughs> yeah, so we we went out to dinner to a nice, nice, expensive uh, restaurant, uh, <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> it was great, and um. Yeah, so that was partly the reason. And then secondly, which is also affecting our show here, Dane, how mm-hmm. we do things, um, Loki and all of his mischievous and, you know, what he's going through right now in the first <laughs> two episodes. Ways. <laughs> yeah, man, he uh, he made us drop this mug on Thursday. And, you know, we're just going to start the show talking about Loki instead of all the sports stuff. He's Spoiler alert off the top. This is the Nerdy News segment. We're starting off right off the top because, man, this show 
when we started talking about it the first before we you know got into it with our preview stuff i think i had mentioned how i felt like it'd be a mix of what wandavision has done as well as a mix of falcon and the winter soldier with the action and i think we've seen that thus far bro what did you think of the first two episodes first two episodes very impressive. We've had uh, we've been very fortunate this year to have um, some pretty good projects in terms of MCU material. Um, the only downside to that is we've had some very slow or we've had some slow starts in some of the shows. I was impressed with two things. One, because of how quick everything got started. We didn't have to go through some super long, mysterious. We don't know what's reality. We don't know what's real. We got straight to the point and everything jumped off um, Two, the second reason I was excited or impress is because Loki is just a scene stiller. Um, he's gone through a range of emotions in just two episodes. And I'm not so sure if his care, if his motivations as a character, what they are at this point, is he trying to rewrite history or his history of who he is perceived of as a bad guy because of what he's seen or what he has saw, what his future is, or is he, is his motive simply, something else and aligns with his mischievous ways. So I have no idea, but I'm, I'm impressed so far with what we we have seen. I am. I agree. And like you had mentioned how everything is kind of speeding up so fast with what we saw in episode one, when, you know, he's in the TVA with Owen Wilson's character, who is Mobius, the, the character development that you see from the start, of a show or a film to the end, you got that with him in one episode where we see like, cause this is the Loki from 2012 after, you know, he's captured by the Avengers after the first Avengers battle movie. Of New York and yeah, him being shown his entire life timeline or what happens in that span of or, that or current version of Loki. <laughs> right. Right. Or however you want to yeah. say it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you see that progression of a character mm-hmm. like from, evil you see what his actual intentions are how he really feels why he does the things he does like you get the whole progression in one episode and some could see it as man i wanted to wait to the end but the end result is you get this character as you mentioned that you know we don't necessarily know yet and through two episodes we don't know whether he is out for himself still like the former loki uh does he want to rewrite history does he want to become a hero that part we still don't know yet. And even more questions about that at the end of the second episode, there are a couple of questions that confused me or stuff that's happened yet. And we might not get it answered until later. Uh, hit me with it. Pause. It's like, where is the TVA located? Mm, it, they, they say time wise. I'm yeah. They say it's out of time, gotcha. out of reality. Is it in the quantum realm? What do you think? So two things. I have two, uh, Two possibilities. The first one, we've we've received plenty of references in the first episode of the flow of time or time moves differently in the TVA, right? So that's our clue number one. Clue number one, it could be in the quantum realm because we know the time flows differently there as well. Um, as we know from in-game, um, not Paul Rudd. Well, Paul Rudd's character, Ant-Man, was trapped in the quantum realm for five years. It wasn't five years on the outside world. It was five years when to him, it was only five hours. So we know the time flows differently in the quantum realm. So that's a possibility. 
the other possibility that I had in mind was maybe it's just it exists outside of time and space um, in an alternate dimension. Um, there are there is speculation that it is in the quantum realm, though, because at the very end of the second Ant-Man, when they were escaping the quantum realm, um, the first time because they went to go, I forgot who they're rescuing his mom, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think, or, or not his mom. Her mom. Janet's yeah, mother. They, they rescued her. Or Janet, yeah. I forgot her name. That quick. Hey, her name is Janet Van Dyne. Okay. Yeah. Okay, bad, bad, bad. So it was uh, Hope, Hope's mom. The Wasp Hope's mom. mom. Hope. 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 Hope's mom. Yes, the, thank you. They were saving Hope's mom from the quantum realm. And the speculation is if you pause it at the right moment, you can see like a little city in like a little bubble in the background. And some people have said, I I can't get on to that particular theory because I'd have to rewatch it and then. They, Marvel wouldn't be too intentional like that. I don't think they'd be too in, that intentional about um, something that's, you know, secret, I guess. But I'm assuming my hope is we'll find out by the end of the, the season. But what are, what are your thoughts on it? Where are we at? <laughs> Where is the TVA? Where the TVA at? Bro, I, 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 I don't know. I think that's a good thought to see like maybe that connection because we know Kane could possibly pop Kane. up in this series we know a version of him may pop up in this series or maybe that's the connection between him and mm. the quantum realm and time and stuff like that but I like how the mystery of it is like like even in the second episode you kind of get more questions like the audience is brought into like or on Loki's side as far as like he's questioning a lot of things with the TVA mm-hmm. as far as like he questions the timekeepers yeah. like why don't we ever see the timekeepers where are the timekeepers and then Mobius is like I've never seen the timekeepers but we just have to believe they exist and then it was a great quote that he actually said he said existence is chaos nothing makes sense so we try to make sense of it I'm like dang that's really in the scope of it because he broke down Loki. He's like, okay, Loki, where did you come from? He's like, I'm a frost giant. You know, uh, I was <laughs> raised by Odin. And then he's like, okay, yeah, Odin's a god. Makes sense uh, to you. <laughs> you know, right. And your sense of the word reality or whatever. And like, this is going to be like one of those shows. And even when we go into the movies, mm-hmm. breaking of reality and what's real, what's not, everything kind of converging. And like, this is just like the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. When you said that, you said you reminded me of something. Um, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, he's said he studied Loki like he knows him better, basically better than he knows himself. And one of the things that stuck out about this particular show so far is that the way that these two are trying to communicate with one another. Loki's trying to communicate or has attempted to communicate to Mobius in so many shapes and fashions through the the means of um not paraphrases, but um, uh, what's the good word I'm looking for? Like silly banter mm. kind of stuff. Uh, There's a particular word. Um, speaking to somebody, it starts with an M. It's on my tongue, and I can't remember what the word is called. Metaphor? Come back to uh, was it metaphor? Yeah, we'll say metaphor. He's speaking okay. to him using metaphors, and Mobius use the same exact method of communication when he's trying to communicate with, with Loki by asking him, you know, of course, where he was burnt, where he's birthed and the, the mysteriousness that surrounds where he was birthed and how he was raised. And he says the same way that I was born. I have a purpose on why I was born. And it's kind of cool that, Oh, that's, that's another topic. I'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. My bad. 
Ram, Don't ramble forget over. that topic. Oh, no, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay. I, there's no after. The way you mentioned like the back and forth between Mobius and Loki, have you ever seen the movie Catch Me If You Can? Um, who's in that? It's with Tom Hanks and Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's from 20, 2002. But it's based on a true story. Uh, damn, what's the thief? It's a cop and a robber type deal. Kind of, sort of. It's based well, on a true story. I can't, for the day. I may bro, have to watch it's, it. It's, it's a good, good movie. Please watch it. But basically... Open up a tab and type it uh, The way that Mobius and Loki kind of banner off each other the same way Tom Hanks' character and Leonardo DiCaprio's character played off each other. Because Leonardo DiCaprio played this guy. Dang, I don't know it off the top of my head, but he's in the history okay. books. He... Uh, he did some stuff. Stole he some schemed, stuff possibly. schemed by yeah by posing oh, as different scheme, professions. Man. Yeah, he poses different professions, and Tom Hanks is the detective tasked to track him like over his mm. time. And um, the way they banter with each other, like cat and mouse kind of game, is the same way Loki and Mobius um, kind of played each other off in this show. Um, a couple of other things that kind of got my attention was in and we're kind of bouncing around here uh, in episode two the when they went into the store the name of the store well first of all they went into the future 2050 mm-hmm. something like that and rocks cart was the name of the rest or not restaurant uh, store like, department like store Costco whatever or walmart <laughs> right and so I'm not very keen into the comics of the MCU, but I have played the uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man game, and mm-hmm. Rox Khan is the energy company in the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, which I'm sure is probably in the comics. And so there is definitely a connection between uh-huh. Rox Cart and the Rox Khan. And yeah. so I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, wherever we are into the future, when we get to this point in the current MCU timeline, which is probably going to get crazy with all the timelines, yeah, we're gonna see this company. We, I mean, it, it can kind of tease to Miles Morales timeline, maybe, but that company for sure is a part of the MCU and eventually will be a part of it in the timeline. And to go along with what I was talking about with Loki, and I'll ask you this: okay. Do you think the Timekeepers and the TVA are good? Like, are they? They're they're what they're trying to do or what they've been doing with the timeline, do you, would you consider them a good entity? And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I asked you that. I don't know. One, because the way that they described or when Loki was trying to plead his case, basically, you know, dry snitching on the Avengers, trying to you know get them <laughs> caught up. He said, well, the Avengers, those are the real criminals that you want. And so actually, is no, he wrong, the Avengers, though? Like, is he wrong? Well, well, here's what I was saying. The Avengers are the real criminals here because <laughs> they traveled back in time. And, you know, and they said they said that was supposed to happen. Yeah. So you're left thinking for sure. Like what made what what made what the Avengers. Okay. What they did was OK based on the Avengers not altering anything other than what was supposed to happen. And two, the timekeeper himself, the. The master of mystic arts. He indicated that this was the correct path. He Doctor went Strange, through, yeah. and yeah, Doctor Strange. Sorry, speaking in code. No, you, you um, good. Many people, or he went through and looked at all the different outcomes of that particular battle on Titan, and determined the only way to win was the way that they were going to win um, by allowing st- 
you know, Thanos to have the stone, the time stone and doing what he did. So um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. What's, what's your rationale? Let me let me hear well, this. It's interesting because like, look, they arrested Loki for his crimes, right? He didn't uh-huh. even know the TVA existed. Like, is that his fault that he grabbed the Tesseract and dipped and he didn't even know, like, the TVA existed before getting arrested? Like, mm. I don't know. It's like, it's interesting. Like, if they explain it in a way that he somehow knew about the TVA beforehand, maybe. But, I mean, it's Marvel and they can flip it however they want. But another aspect of that is, I think in episode two, it was Mobius or uh, what's the other chick's name? The judge, the, uh, the judge lady, I forgot her name, I but she her she had described the timekeepers as people, or maybe that was in episode one. She described t- the timekeepers as, um, no, it was Mobius. He described he was talking to Loki, describing the mm-hmm. timekeepers as, um, basically he's or Loki had asked what they were doing right now at this moment. Right. He was like, they're creating Timekeeper the end stuff. of time. Yeah, basically creating the end of the time. He's like, really? Like, right now. And, like, while they're creating the end of the time, we are fixing stuff to happen presently and in the past. So, basically, Loki is questioning if they're really in control of their free will and if the timekeepers are actually, like, if they are in control of this set path, Mm -hmm. who who it is. Who is it for them to say that they can control that? Like, control what happens in the world? Like, for their benefit. We don't even know who they are yet eventually, but why, or why do they, they exist? Yeah. Or if they exist, why do the timekeepers control this? What, what, who gave them that power? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's very, maybe there's some, maybe they're just similar to the celestials. They, they were created or born in that particular role because it was necessary to maintain balance throughout the multiverse. Yeah. Is <laughs> multiverses. Right. <laughs> And even in another, uh, like I'm coming out with all these things that are like, and another thing. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the uh, Infinity Stones popping up and as just regular old gems in episode one? It kind of it reminds people that an Infinity Stone is just a stone without any type of incantation or any type of magic. Like it holds no power. It's just that. And they view it as such. It's kind of cool because there were so many instances where they had to correct time and he opened up his drawer and there's like tons of infinity stones there. And it's like his that particular guy or just anyone associated with the TVA, they don't have an understanding of how, I guess, an actual magic or in a particular realm, how it affects that particular reality or that particular world. So they don't under they can't prioritize or quantify it as such. So of course it's at the bottom of some sort of drawer with rubber bands and notepads and broken <laughs> pencils and stuff. Because if they knew the the true power that it possessed, they might have put it somewhere else. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some rationale for it. <laughs> I I took a step back and I was like, Uh-oh. dang. They we we just went through three phases of building up to this great big war against this big mad Titan would make these infinity stones so freaking powerful for over 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Loki and they made us, it made us be like, man, did those power stones really are power stones? The infinity stones really mean anything mm-hmm. or like, should I say like they, the infinity stones are here 
and like mm-hmm. where we're going with the TVA and Loki and Way all these there. other shows after, you know, what we just witnessed are up here. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what I took from that. I'm thinking like maybe Marvel, the MCU is kind of sending the message like, okay, we had these infinity stones with these three phases and you guys know how powerful those things were. So that can only mean what one we're going to do with phase four. We're going to take it to a whole nother level that y'all ain't really ready for. So that means based on your theory that the infinity stones really serve small to a little purpose on the grand scheme of things. Then that means that the villains that we're going to see in the future are significantly stronger. Um, maybe having unlimited powers or unlimited abilities based on how they're written or how they're portrayed um, in the phases coming up. So that should scare a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Them cosmic beings. He's personified now or in comparison to the new villains that we're going to get, he's a henchman, henchman number three in uh, (laughs) the the second film of, or the, the second film of your favorite character. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man. And then back to uh, episode two. So we we see this. We don't even know if it's really another version of Loki. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe it's Lady Loki. We heard a lot of things. But true. when her it seems like her objective is to cause chaos in the multiverse, which yeah. she has done with the various timelines, uh, which we could. I mean, there's still four episodes left of this show, but. We know down the road, there's literally a movie called Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. At the end of this year, we got uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which rumors that the other previous Spider-Man are going to be in it as well. Quantumania. Um, Yes, we got Ant-Man. Bro, like we're going into this aspect of the MCU and I'll bring it back down to the Loki show where things are going to get wild. Like there's no other way to say it. And my my thing is like, and we probably won't know the answer for another couple episodes with Loki right. going on with this alternate version or Lady Loki or whatever. What what she obviously has a beef with the TVA. Yeah. Now it goes She's back to my spited. question. Yeah, it goes <laughs> back to my question of uh, like the, the TVA really good because if so, what what thing that they did was so bad that this version of Loki wants to destroy everything that they stand for. Well, it can't be too bad. She can't be too bad because they've allowed Loki this far to assist with their their job requirements or assist with assist in the field. So I don't know. I'm I'm trying not to do too much digging because I don't want to know this. I want to yeah. be completely surprised and caught off guard by what takes place. I agree. But I'm intrigued because much like the character of Loki who was surrounded by mysterious mysteriousness, mystery surrounded by mystery. She allows him to follow her into the portal into that. What do they exactly. call the, the little time, uh, little time doors, whatever. time doors or whatever, whatever it's called. <laughs> um, she allows him to follow him. So she has something up her sleeve or she's willing to unleash this form of Loki who thinks he's on the, the horizon or he thinks he has some sort of, goodness on the horizon and maybe she's right. dialing it back and saying, hey this is who you really are and this is what yeah. you're meant to be so i don't know we'll see obviously we've seen the first episodes of wandavision and falcon and the Soldier. we've seen the mm-hmm. entire shows 
then we've seen the first two of Loki. Would you say, where do you compare the first two episodes of Loki with the first two episodes of the two previous MCU shows? Well, let's say, let me put it this way. One division is last for how, how they rolled out and how they dragged everything along in addition to all those lengthy uh, credits that they put us on. That's last. So <laughs> I'd say so far between episodes one and two of these three series, Loki would have to be in first place, followed by Falcon and the Winter Soldier in second place. And that's not because Falcon and the Winter Soldier is so bad. It's just because we don't we have no idea what to expect with Loki. But we've we're not we're beyond the T's, the MCU T's. We're beyond that. They've the cat is out the bag. We're full on cliffhanger at this point. A good cliffhanger at that. But WandaVision, we were still we had no idea. If what we were witnessing was reality or some sort of uh, farce, if you will. So I don't know. I I, I don't know. But yeah, WandaVision is in dead last. <laughs> all all disrespect. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I agree with you on that aspect. I think Loki. I think because we don't know. I mean, we didn't know where the other shows were going, but we we don't know where this show is going. But we mm. do know there has to be a connection to what's coming up like i mentioned with spider-man like with ant-man dr strange we know that the talk of multiverse the talk of ultimate alternate timelines is something that's got to be connected to what we're going to see in the future so it's like how does it get there how will it connect and i think what they brought so far everything from the dialogue between loki and mobius um old wilson's great tom hiddleston's great um the music the setting Everything so far is set in the stage for like one of the, I mean, it's only been three shows, but I, I honestly put Loki up there with uh, over those other two shows that we've seen. Um, but yeah, man, episode three next week, expecting more craziness to talk about on our next episode next week. Uh-huh. Well, Dane, we just mentioned and talked about the first two episodes of Loki, and I had said a tweet earlier that's saying that his madness is somehow affecting the NBA timeline because it seems like a barrage of news is happening this morning, afternoon, as we're recording this, man. I woke Train up to... never late. Yeah, I woke up to CP3 in COVID protocols, Kawhi, Kawhi. ACL injury... Um, Stan got, Van you Gundy. Got getting, you got knee soreness. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody got knee soreness. I remember reading about it. Like, Damn, when you have a knee soreness, man. Yeah, um, bro. So we've seen it a lot in the NFL with injuries affecting outcomes, and but I don't think ever in the NBA these past few years, two years specifically, mm-hmm. every, with everything in COVID going into the bubble, and now with a plethora of big time injuries back to back. Do you think that's due to coming back to um the the season so soon ever since the end of last season? Absolutely. And it's going to ha- we're going to see that again until they get a significant break um because people don't know being an athlete puts a toll on your body. Being a college athlete puts a toll on your body. Being a professional athlete puts a huge toll on your body. Um, and with that short period of time that they had to recover and no really 
really practically no off season, um, you're going to have injuries like that. And then, of course, with us not knowing, <laughs> we don't know what we don't know. The long term effects of COVID of having or contracting COVID-19, we have no idea what those effects are going to be. We have no idea what those effects are going to be on athletes. Um, so I think the next season, this 2021, 2022 season, we might see even more injuries, unfortunately, because of these catalysts and factors that are beyond our control. Man, it's just like you wake up and it's something else going on. <laughs> injuries galore. <laughs> I feel like I agree with you in the standpoint that the shorter season or the shortened off season mm-hmm. and they even shortened the game to 72 games, but still that shortened window from usually the time they get is maybe like three months or so that being shortened down have has definitely affected the way players, you know, bodies are going at it every night wear and tear. And you're like, you're in the end of the season right now in the playoffs where you probably put it in overdrive the most, you know, you're not lacking. You're not, Hey, this is a regular season game. This is playoff time where you're fighting, you know, to win the championship. So it's unfortunate. I don't know. They said it was an ACL injury for Kawhi, but hopefully it's not torn. Maybe it's just a sprain at this moment. I don't think they've come out and said whether it's an actual tear. Um, and then the other injury, you know, we had James Harden come back last night and he didn't look 100%. He's coming back from the hamstring. But Katie went off, of course, going for 49. And he, you know, doubter. he's he's still he's, I was <laughs> while you're down, Katie. Oh, no, no you, I was you, a doubter before that game last oh, night. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. 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 And I myself of today would have to tell myself from two days ago, yeah, you're going to shut your, you're going to shut your dumb ass up. Because I, I yeah. thought it was going to be a task for him. But and this is and it's all recency bias because it's been so complicated or so tough for no matter who, how skilled you are, how good you are as a player, it's just hard to carry or will a team to victory. And he did just that. And the stat line is just impressive. Like the, those yeah. are literal 2K numbers. <laughs> hey, so this is probably KD, his man. best career. I, yeah, I said this is, I mean, obviously that's one of his better playoff performances, but this year in general, coming off, you know, he's coming off that uh, Achilles tendon injury yeah. where he had to sit out a whole full season and to be playing the Achilles. If, yeah, <laughs> he's playing at the level, if not better than what he was before, it's just insane. And then I start thinking about players like, Clay Thompson, who's been out two years, and yeah. then all these injuries that have mounted up this year has just been a crazy, like it's been a wacky two. Like even like NBA, of course, has been wacky, but then right. just coming out and looking at it in a wide spectrum, like sports in general, with everything COVID has sent into like a twilight zone, a, mo- a multiverse, mm. if you will, oh of my gosh. different <laughs> different alternate kind of. Like it's, I won't say it's the dark timeline because you know we still have sports right now, but (laughs) like it's, yeah, but it's just like interesting, like what would have been had COVID not affected it, like these players having time to heal, relax, and see what um, a playoff scenario would be with the Clay Thompsons of the world in there, and you know Kawhi, you know LeBron was hurt this year, Anthony Davis, like to see, like I mean you're never gonna get full healthy teams from start to finish, but the amount of star power that has been injured this year is just mm-hmm. out of this world. Phenomenal. Dane, did you happen to see the news about the college 
football playoffs. Let's just assume that I didn't. What happened, Deontay? Let's say I was living underneath a rock. What happened, Deontay? Please do tell. So, looks like the college football playoff committee is talking about expanding the number of teams from 4 to 12. Um, at the earliest it could happen is the year 2023 from what I've been reading. Mm-hmm. I've seen arguments on both sides as far as no, we shouldn't expand or yes, we should expand, but we should expand to 16 teams or we should only expand to eight teams. I like the idea of 12 and here's why. 32 for me, but go ahead. Oh, oh, we get a little March Madison. I wouldn't hate that either, but I, I, I'll just go with the argument anything above four because why not give other teams the opportunity? The argument I hear is, well, Alabama's going to end it anyway. So, okay, let them go win it. But give those other opportunities, give those other teams a chance to at least have a chance because a lot of the times we are in October, November, where the season's already decided as far as the top four teams, six teams maybe. But and then you see the aspect of players leaving early, um the end of the season not meaning so much. And I think this will bring more meaning to the season from October through December. What do you think? Um me personally, I think it needs to be widened. We know that the playoff system can work. We've seen it work for the past umpteen years in the FCS. Uh, the subdivision, Division One AA, if you will. We've seen it work. Every single year, a, a new champion or a champion has been crowned, and there has been dominance in the FCS rankings. We've seen that with your North Dakotas. We've seen it work in your Division Threes with your uh, was it James Madison, of course, and they moved up. We we've seen that it's it's possible. It's just a matter of doing things for the sake of doing them because it's different. Not doing things because this is how we've always been doing them. They got rid of the BCS system. Thankfully, that was a mess. It was just a money grab. We know that. And we earned this college football playoff format with four teams. And that's super questionable. Like, why four teams? But we want to keep respect to college football players because they should be compensated for their work. Um, they are billion-dollar generators um, for the entity that is known as the NCAA. Let's call it what it is. They bring in a lot of money. And for that, they should be compensated and they should be rewarded with an authentic playoff system. Um, the guys that make up these rules or the, the committees that make up these rules are so far removed from reality. And if you ask any of these players, they will tell you they want to compete. And in order to compete, you have to play against the best. And if you want to play against the best, there has to be some sort of uh, rigorous um, fair and rigorous system. And the only way to do that is have multiple teams, a number of teams to compete at the end of the school year. And the thing about it is you're going to have players that are going to opt out. That's always, that's always going to happen. Anytime you have these, these players that are in the highest, in the, in the running for the Heisman or in the running to make hundreds of millions of dollars in their future, they're going to sit out and that's okay. That is the right to do that. But because of the the NCAA and the machine that it has become today, there is a next man up mentality and that exists and that's okay. Um, I don't know what has to happen, but it needs to happen 32, 64, whatever team playoff. And there's going to be a way that they can format it. It's just a matter of them doing it and they can monetize. They can, they can monetize the whole thing. Cause I'm sure that's the whole, the, the whole holdup in the first place is if we eliminate all these games, these bowl games, we won't be able to like, Let's woosa. Let's have a moment. We can you know, have at the end of the day. That's what they, they try to get off. Yeah. 
Absolutely, it's 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 mad. You know, at the end of the day, it's a money, yeah, a money grab, and you know that's what they're trying to gonna try to reach for. Oh yeah, I think. 12, 12 teams. I don't. I don't think they would ever go as high as thirty-two. Um, Twelve. I mean, it's pending approval right now, yeah. which would be the start of the end of the twenty-three season. Is a good number. You get the power teams or the power five champions in there, and then you get the at larges and maybe a group of five competitive teams. But we have what now? Fourteen NFL just expanded to fourteen, and I don't think there's ever been an argument about how the playoff is structured. I, I know there has been the last year or so, or even last year when they added those two extra playoff teams. But for the most part, we've always it's always been a consensus that the NFL playoff is just. It gives the teams chances. Like we've seen a six seed go on to win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So that'd be great to see a player or a team, you know, that is not favored or ranked lower than the high seed to go on to make a Cinderella run to win. Why not give them a chance? You see Cinderella's in college basketball all the time. So to give the college football sense of that same kind of Cinderella story would be cool to see. No argument there, brother. No argument. There. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, sir. Uh, and then Dan, you were Dude. talking about the deal. <laughs> we were talking about the uh NIL, the players getting paid from the USA Today on June 14th. Texas Governor Greg Abbott signs into law the name, image, and likeness bill. When we had Colin on earlier, uh, a few, a few weeks time. ago, yeah, shout out to Colin. There was a story of it passing in the House, but it needed to go to the governor. And this is the governor signing that bill. Uh, governor Greg Abbott on Monday signed a Senate bill that will allow college athletes in the state to earn compensation for use of their name, image and likeness. As Texas becomes the 19th state to pass such landmark legislation. Said, I'm thrilled to hear that Governor Abbott signed the Texas NIL bill into law, said Rep. Matt Cross, who sponsored the bill in the House, along with Rep. Jim Murphy, the legislation will ensure Texas college athletes receive fair compensation for the efforts and prowess on the field, court, and everywhere they display their talents. As we mentioned before, the House had approved by a 117 to 2017 or 27-vote Senate bill that got sent to the governor. So basically, we had mentioned this a couple episodes ago. Florida already has this passed. California already has this passed. It was only a matter of time before the governor signed this bill for Texas. And, you know, the athletic directors have been really pushing hard for this so they can compete with the California schools and the Florida schools for athletes worrying about an NIL bill, worried about getting paid. Dane, what what do you think about this? It's not going to make any difference. There isn't a <laughs> look. I'm, I'm going to stand on the same argument that I said last time. And crazy thing is, I said this. If we go back a few episodes, I said, anybody scared of Texas? Anybody scared of any Texas teams? There's no powerhouse. We we don't have a I'm sorry, I'm I don't I don't mean to throw anybody that's a fan of any of these Texas schools on under the bus, but there isn't a, a Clemson, there isn't a no or there isn't a Clemson here, there isn't an Alabama here. We don't have that team. We don't there's not there isn't an Ohio State here. We don't have that program here. That program hasn't emerged yet. You ask ten different people. Who is going to be the best team in the state of Texas in terms of college football? You're going to get seven different answers, guaranteed. You ask that question about Alabama. You ask that question in the state of California. You, well, I don't know. California might be a toss-up. You ask it in Oklahoma, you're going to get one answer. You ask it in Ohio, they're going to get one answer. 
Um, but and that's not a diss to any athletes in Texas. It's more of a challenge. Texas needs to get back to where it needs to be at. And in order for that to happen, this might this might help that. And two, um, I made a joke about the only way that Texas would probably come out of the slump that they've been in is, if, you know, uh, the UT, the, the hook them horn guys. They come out of the slump that they've been in if they get something consistent or something good at quarterback. And I threw a jab at not a jab, but I said that the Manning kid, he looked like he was going to be good. And recently, within the last two weeks or so, he he and two of his buddies, or not two, he and two other four or five star recruits, they were they they took an official visit to UT and they were in the uniforms. Okay. And I was like, oh man, like that would that'd did, be kind of cool. Did you see how he flipped the ball during that workout when yeah, he did his drop back? When he, <laughs> he he got it. He, he got, got some it. wheels too. He ain't he like his it. uncles. Nah, he ain't slow like them. They they knew. <laughs> they 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 look they watched the film. They say, like, This is where you're gonna get better at, kid. You need yeah. to be you need to you see that Trevor Lawrence kid? Now that boy's that boy can run. You need yeah. to get like that guy. So he's uh I know quarterback is one of the hardest positions to transition to from high school to college and then from from college to the pros, but this is an exciting thing. And this speaks this is a testament to how old we are, bro. We got to watch the Manning brothers light it up in the NFL and then, you know, the, the teams that they were on. And now the the second coming or the third coming of that generation and the, the new and improved Manning, we get to see that. So I'm excited about where he's going to go uh, only because um, it could be the University of Texas and it could be good for them and all the, the UT fans here. But that's a story for another day about their dominance or their their claim to fame again. <laughs> they got some other, they got some other issues, some culture issues they need to address before that happens. But yeah. we'll see. Coming uh, back back into the uh, the NIL thing, like yeah. one <laughs> of the things back. I thought of, <laughs> one of the things I thought of again is like how the EA Sports executives must be like this, like yes, oh, my oh, plan is coming to fruition. Right they're right, sitting in a chair you, in a dark room and it's like cloak <laughs> yes yes and a, a sinister i don't know a sinister uh lap kitten is walking around it has to be a, a sinister it's probably black or something just walking yeah. around yes yes that same that same episode with colin i mentioned how you know ea sports is just waiting mm-hmm. and i think they mentioned this in the article initially kind of clarifying like you know we know there are rules that are are laws that are trying to go into effect right now as far as mm-hmm. if we'd be able to put players' names in the games and stuff like that. So um, with, with this news, it's like kind of going along with, you know, what they've been waiting for, and it's still two or three years down the line before the game is starting to get made. So maybe by still. that time, right, this is the 19th state to uh, put this into law. By the time they start working on it, you might have every, you know, country or every state in the country already signed this law into action. So if I'm EA Sports, I'm loving what I'm seeing right now with the NIL bill going to effect still some stuff that, you know, still got to work out in the end. But overall, I feel like this is a win for them and hopefully a win for us if the game comes out and it's great. Like we used to love those NCAA games back in the day. Yes. This is our moment to be selfish. We apologize. We understand that the, the struggle of, of the struggle of this entire thing is, is the whole goal is not for us to enjoy another video game, but uh, essentially that's the, you know, that's, that's where we're at here as has fans. Sorry. Yeah. Speaking of video games, I know you haven't watched it, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. <laughs> Did you see the Madden 22 tease video? <laughs> Drake, Drake, 
<laughs> watch the dang video, man. All right, Look, so I'll explain. Let me, t- I'll, let me okay. tell you something. Okay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I ain't watched the video. Uh, if they put out any type of, they want to put, <laughs> want to impress me, take the whim. No, you want to put out, you want to impress me. How about you show me some of the upgrades and some of the developments that you made within the franchise mode? How about you tell me about the the fact that you've taken away the the possibility of me getting microtransactioned out of the game? How about you tell me about the fact that you've updated graphics, you updated animations, still not the same. Catch animations, the same bull crap, suction tackling crap that's been happening since 2006. You tell me you fixed that? If I see video proof of that being fixed, maybe I would give you a, a piece of my time. Until then, Madden 20 dash dash, whatever year it is, is going on my block list every <laughs> single year they come out with something new to develop because it ain't new to me. Same recycled bull crap they've been putting out <laughs> since I was in middle school. I'm, I'm done. How you going to take away a feature? How you going to bring up a feature, take it away for three years and then invite it back and say the new and improved like, no, you literally didn't have that in the game for three years and you brought it back as it was something new. What? That's, that's like me getting you uh, a hat, a Baylor hat for your birthday and then when it's my birthday come around, you give me a gift and I open it up and it's a Baylor hat. And I was like, hey bro, this is the same hat I gave you. It's like, no, nah, bro, no, it's not. It's like, actually it is. You wore this hat at that birthday party and you got ketchup on it. It's the same ketchup thing right here. It's the same crap they're doing. They're repackaging old crap. I'm like no, I'm good. I'll save my money. Like I'll I'll save my money and go buy something else. Get out of here, man. Like I'm a I am a I am a heartbroken, stumped on, hopeless Cowboys fan. The last thing I need to do is buy a piece of crap game where I can play with my piece of crap team and still have my feelings hurt because the piece of crap game doesn't work as good as it needs to work. So I'm good. Save that. Save that BS. You can talk about it amongst yourself. If so all I got you people got- out there listening, <laughs> and for all you people out there listening, and you still supporting and buying this, uh, I, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. You need to take a mirror and look at yourself because I, you should be disgusted too. <laughs> well, then mother, you have your mother didn't raise you right. He's still buying that garbage. Dane, I still gotta tell I gotta tell the fans and the audience what, what the video was about at least. Is oh. that okay? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. No, fine, go ahead. <laughs> no, well, everything you said about the gripes, you know, we've been saying it forever, even since we had this podcast, man, and we talked about it, you know, one on one with each other, what we want in the game. And I don't know when they'll take that next step. Um, this video was just a tease of the cover reveal, which will drop. Well, since this episode is dropping Thursday, you will hear this. Um, you already know who's on the cover of Madden 22. Um, oh, let me tell you something. I don't even know who was on the cover of this past Madden. I don't know. That's good news to me. The, the fact that I don't remember that I haven't paid Lamar any Jackson. type of mind. Lamar Jackson. Oh, sorry, Lamar. You had to be on that tainted project. <laughs> Apologize, but the but the video was to a goat and a baby goat on the video with the old cover boy Peyton Hillis from the Browns way back in the day, basically oh, on a farm wonder. talking about yeah <laughs> he was in the video um, and there were rumors circulating that uh, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes were filming together in Tampa oh, so like so, the Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald covered from. Back in the day, my my guess is going to be Tom be and Patrick cool. Mahomes on the cover. That'd be so, kind of dope. You're hearing this on Thursday, and the cover announcement 
will be announced today. If not, and if you're hearing this, they've already announced the cover, so I'm gonna guess it's them. Okay, we'll there just use this. We'll use this uh, this little segment as a snippet in the previews for hey, yeah. watch this podcast <laughs> and give us five stars type stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I think it makes sense if it was the offensive player and the defensive player, the best on both sides of the team. Clear, clearly, Troy Polamalu was the best player on the deep. Oh, one of the best players on the defense that year. No, the best player of defense that year. And Larry Fitzgerald, obviously, probably the best wide receiver. No, not 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 only the best player on this Arizona Cardinals team, but also the best wide receiver in the league that particular year. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of eh, kind of weird to have two quarterbacks. They play the same position. They didn't play and both, they, at no particular time. They played against each other. They and both have been on the cover previously. That's tacky. That's that's you know what that sounds. That sounds like a money grab. That's what that sounds or like. Like you had mentioned one of uh, one of those recycled things that Madden. <laughs> no reason, like no. You want to impress me? Take the wheel, mother. <laughs> no, <fine. I> <laughs> so yeah, um, Madden cover announcement on Thursday today when you're listening to this episode. And another thing that came out of E3, I don't know if you watched this, Dane, but there is a nope. Guardians of the Galaxy video game coming out. I read about that. Let me just and turn this into the complaining watched... segment. Go ahead, man. Okay, take go it ahead, away, brother. No, go ahead. Okay, take, take it away. Take it away. I, go I watched. Go ahead, man. You go first. I watched the first ten minutes, and it looks like a version. I mean, stripped from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and that could be a good or a bad thing, depending on how you feel about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, money I got grab. the Avengers game. It may be a money grab. You know, with everything that's going on in the MCU. I like the MCU and I bought the Avengers game and I play it from time to time, but, <laughs> and I, and I play the Spider-Man one as well. So I think I will get this one, whether it is good or bad. I don't know how that makes me as a consumer, but I like new things. <laughs> I like to try like new things. So new that's why. Yeah. So overall the, the, the gameplay of it, it seems Okay. I mean, and it might be like how the Avengers was, but I'm still going to get it. Okay. I can respect that. I just from, and of course this is me going in blind again because I wanted to be wowed and there was nothing wow about only being able to play as one particular character, especially the guy that let everybody down. The most disappointing guy <laughs> from, was it 2019? Was it, was that 2019? Or 2000, 2018, 18, whatever year that was. Yeah. The most disappointing person of the year award <laughs> goes to that dude, Star-Lord. There wasn't anybody that got as much disrespect, needed disrespect, slander, and criticism, and slander, and cancellation, and that chump. That's what I'm calling him, chump. No, no, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it back. Old school. That sucker. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody got as much hate, hate mail. Any, no excuses, no excuses, none, none for that guy. That sucker right there for almost. Yeah, take it away, Beyonce. I have nothing nice to say about that individual. <laughs> Because he he could have very well he 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 pissed us off. We were mad. The kid that was sitting next to me in the theater was mad. She's like, "Hey, why did you do that? We almost had him." I'm yeah, like, right, kid, it's not the way this is going to end. But you know, <laughs> just live a little bit longer, oh. kid. Um, anyways, but yeah, I don't know. I ain't impressed. But that's just yeah. me looking at the negative side. Very seldom will I look at the positive side unless it benefits me. So I apologize. Anybody that's listening to this, um, <laughs> Dane feels a way about Madden. And yep. Star Lord, yeah, not the Guardian. Star Lord <laughs> himself, the so-called leader, the real leader is Thor. He's the he's the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. If you ask me, 
Thor, the son of Odin. <laughs> oh man, episode forty nine, man. We we love to do this thing. We love to talk for this about... episode, man. I don't know. What do you think? No, we don't. But if you flip around the forty nine and make it a nine four, Charles Haley, Demarcus Ware, Randy Gregory, who's in a contract year? Mm. Oh. You know what's crazy? This was Randy Gregory's. This is only his second uh, OTA this year, like because he's been suspended. He's been so suspended many so times. much. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you know, he's he seems very mature. He's moved on from the old Randy's. You know, the new Randy. But I'm grateful that he has the opportunity to be be around his team. If we talk about something for a minute, what sense does it make yeah. for a player to get suspended, and not being not being able to be around the team facility or be around the team? That's the stupidest rule I could ever think of. Especially as it pertains to, to substance abuse, it's like that's so dumb. You taking away the you taking away the game paycheck. That's one thing, but the fact that they can't even be they can't go to the facility to watch film, can't go lift weights, can't go you know like nothing like that's so dumb. That's My, so just stupid. One of those, one of those old rules that you know they put it in. It's just like, hey, that sticks. Like we're not going to change it because it's always been that way. Kind of rule. You know how dumb that would be if in high school when you got suspended because of, I don't know, grades or something and you couldn't come to the, the locker room, you couldn't even go to the practice. You know how dumb that would be? You couldn't come get treatment. Or like if you, you know got dumb kicked, that would kicked be? off the team because of grades or something like that. Well, I mean, I can understand that. Like, you you know, you're failing. You, so you, you well, not, not even that because you can still come back after, you know, a certain particular time of the year after grade check. But if I do something, that's just, that's just dumb. I don't know. That, that, that's just dumb. And a lot of stuff doesn't make sense with the NFL, but that one for for real, I don't know. It's just dumb. It's stupid. You know Fix what else it. is stupid? What's up? You know what else is crazy, should I say? What's that? We're one episode away from 50 episodes. The Big 5-0. The Big 5-0. 50. 50, 50, 50. Anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here, my guy? Uh, nothing at all other than, man, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the people you're around, man. Um, don't let, uh, don't let the world get you down. Don't let anybody <laughs> steal your joy. Hey, didn't Tom John used to say that on the radio? Right back, back in the day. Child. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. It's the time drawing the morning show. Episode 49. Hope you guys enjoyed the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. 94. As always. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or any digital streaming platform, as well as on YouTube or our website, www.theduosportsandstuffpodcast.com. Don't forget, you can give us five stars and a great review on Apple. And Dane and I will see you on the next episode, episode 50. 50. Hey, make sure you watch behind your ears, too. Most definitely. We out.